0: With your boy Cooter. Welcome you back to the MHOG Podcast. I know Wayne will be coming on in a minute to tell you all the same shit, but whatever. I like to be first. So here I am doing my thing. Today we got a great artist on this episode. His name is uh Mr. Uh, Andrew Hunt. That's Andrew Hunt. Really cool. Oh, oh wait, hold on a second. Like I said um, before I was rudely interrupted by that music, our guest today is Mr. Andrew Hunt. Andrew, please go ahead and tell everybody about yourself or say something something nice. Here you go. Here's Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Andrew Hunt, and uh, these guys were gracious enough to have me on their show, MHOG podcast. Uh, check them out. They're really awesome. It's been a real privilege. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you, Andrew. And now listen up, boys and girls, because here comes the show. And we're
1: back. Welcome to the Mhog podcast. I am your host Wayne, and across from me on the Skype again is Mister Andrew Hunt. No, you.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to say something else? Yeah, like uh, just come, just get back to me. I'll figure something out. Go. <laughs> like your name. I thought you guys do this all the time. I'm Rick, the amateur. Rick. 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 Rick.
1: My name's Rick. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And of oh, course, wow. I'm the rum guy. Yeah, the only person in here besides me that can say their name right. Um. I, I didn't mean to insult our guest by by saying that because I'm sure he can say his name right too, uh, which our guest is Mr. Andrew Hunt. Hi,
2: That's me. Hi, Andrew. I, I was gonna. I, I thought my name was Andrew for a minute, but it's not. So it's okay. He got confused. What? What is going?
1: On? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the little beep noise is. It's just... is
2: somebody like talking to someone on Facebook or something. Is that is that me? I don't think.
3: Well, hold on. I got all this crap uh, <laughs> like funneling into my Skype, and I don't know how to deal with it because I never use Skype. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got
1: you probably got a ton of like half naked women sending you nude pictures, and you're like, "What the fuck is all this?"
3: <laughs> this is awful. No, uh, I actually, have, I guess it funnels like Facebook messages into it for
2: some reason. I don't know why it does that.
1: Oh, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Hold on. Let me uh, see if I can kill these.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Facebook yeah. and um and Skype are kind of integrated at this point. My, mine does that too.
0: Oh, does it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm.
2: Hopefully, hopefully, I just killed it.
3: <laughs> well, I got to say,
4: man, um, your art is amazing.
2: Yes. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, we should mention to the uh the audience that he is an artist, in fact, uh, and apparently a comic book creator. Uh, trying to be, yeah, it's uh, it's something I've been working on
3: for a long time, and and uh, and um, it, it's slower than I thought it would than I thought it would be. Um, given, I, you know, I have a full time gig, and fortunate enough to do that um, that you know pays the bills, and then I do get occasionally freelance work. So the comic book, it's hard to spread my time out, and then you know, God forbid, I want a semblance of a life outside of <laughs> sitting in my cave and painting and drawing all day. No,
1: so, no, you must stay yeah. home all day. That's all you need to do. No more. Yeah, you get no life.
3: Some people, some people think that, like, you know, it's, I don't need sunlight or anything like that. I have my art. It's you know.
4: <laughs> he is vampire, undead. Yes.
3: <laughs> and Big. people wonder why I'm so damn pale. Like, <laughs> so it's like, man, why are you so pale? Did you see what I just, I just did?
2: Good genetics, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> that's exactly. Oh my god.
1: So, man, how, where? How, wait, how go have ahead. How you been doing this?
3: Um. Well, professionally, uh, last I don't know four four years or so. Um, how long have I been an artist? I mean, you know, I guess uh, technically I've been drawing and just never really stopped since I was a kid, since I was about four years old.
4: Oh wow! Wow! Um,
3: I have a much older brother who got me into it when uh, when I was very young, and and I just never never stopped, like I said. So, um, but I you know eventually I got into art school and I did that whole thing when I moved to California. So.
2: All right, what All part right. of California? Um, LA. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's <laughs> where most of the work is, so, you
5: know, I'll <sighs> be here. Crazy um, time to
2: say. <laughs> what uh, you know, we we were looking at your uh pin-ups and uh what what kind of uh what do you use in there <laughs> like like uh, is it paint or is it you know,
3: pooping markers. Which one, which ones are you talking about? The ones on the front page? Yeah. 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 Okay. So pretty much everything I do now is digital because everything has to be digital because that's the nature of a a commercial artist. Just the speed at which it affords me to work. It just can't be beat. Um, That being said, I, like I said, I've been drawing a long time and I'm extremely traditionally practiced and trained. So, People have said that the work still looks very oily or it looks like graphite or it looks like, uh, you know, like you said, markers, depending on on what I'm doing. And it's all it's all just because of, you know, I guess the, the sensibilities that I've developed my entire life, really. And I don't I don't like stuff that looks overly digital. So I try to try to push away from that but it's all still you know like painted with a with a tablet or you wow. know in photoshop basically it's only difference is, is i don't i'm not poisoning myself with oil paints in a small studio environment <laughs> so thankfully chicken. Right. it's not as much uh not as much cleanup thankfully
1: did uh, you just yeah. call him chicken rum <laughs> chicken you're Honestly, big
3: I, say, I haven't i haven't really touched oils in least three years and I may never go back I may never go back to traditional media I mean there's times where I like to draw with ink and pencil I don't know it's like it's like an old friend in my sketchbook you know I I keep I always keep it on me I have basically a uh, (laughs) a holster just full of copied markers and and pencils and 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 all kinds of pens that I almost never use but they're always on me but um, you know it's I I don't know if it's just an old habit that won't die but it's good for sketching and just goofing around but anything i do professionally it's like if i turn that stuff in they'd be like what is this this is not good enough these days they'd look at me you know funny so every they want everything to look like the front page of my uh my website which is understandable you know you elevate the game
2: that way i guess so
3: sure yeah
2: well it is it is interesting how, how far digital illustration has come because like looking through your stuff like uh uh let's say the the first one is Rick from The Walking Dead and that looks like it could be Copic markers. The the Frodo one uh, like or no I'm sorry, Bilbo looks like it's probably looks like paint and then you know, each one the next one, I don't remember who this guy is, but uh, hey, I that, from the walking dead,
5: yeah.
2: uh okay. That that one looks like that could be uh pen, you know, it's it's you know, and then it's, the. It's really cool. Is, is that Scarlett Johansson as as Captain America? <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's actually I modeled the, the
3: face um after Claire Danes and uh, I was gonna say Nona
5: that. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, sorry. It's it, you know, it's it's a lot smaller, so it's a little hard to you know. No, make fine. It it's fine. It's totally like, fine. Yeah, I mean, but, I, mean, I, I couldn't kind of tell fish you fish fish what fish fish that looks fish like.
5: Fish
2: <laughs> that's the, I mean, it looks almost lifelike like the shield in particular like could be looks like it could be real. Like it's you know, I mean I, I no, dude. I mean I, I look at a lot of art. I'm I'm a I'm a big comic book guy and uh and uh you know I've been studying like especially comic book I mean I know you're not just doing comic book art but I'm just yeah saying you know I've been studying comic art in particular since I was you know like twelve years old. I'm I'm thirty five. I'm, I'm you know and uh and your stuff's really impressive. You know, you. Um, honestly, there's there's a few in there that if, if I wasn't dead broke, I'd, <laughs> I'd be asking you about. <laughs> Fair enough. I appreciate that. It's good to hear. Well,
4: well, actually, I'm going to go back into that question then. So you um, you do art for a specific type of art. Tell us about that, what yeah. you do for so your own thing.
3: My, I'll just start with, I mean, my training is uh, it's concept art and illustration, and it's specifically for – the entertainment industry, so it's essentially what is known as entertainment design. Um, there is an emerging industry uh, called augmented reality, which is what I do. I work
5: for a company,
3: Zachary, that is kind of at the forefront of, of this emerging tech, and, uh, and that's what I do for them. I do come art and illustration for anything AR-related. Um, most of the time, it's, it really comes down to me just figuring out cool and innovative ways to use use this media this this uh, thing that most people don't even have um a uh, visual vocabulary for it's it's because of that
2: it's so hard for me to even explain but are you talking about like the like uh tablet type of of media uh it really <laughs> is one
3: way that it's used um in that uh you can use your, your mobile device but really the holy grail for it is to is to for it to be like part of your, your glasses, kind of like Google Glass, or even like, you know, Google's working on a contact lens apparently that can, can handle this kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure that's years away, but you <laughs> like the big arcing concept for something like this. And it's just, you know, it's everything from augmenting your, augmenting your everyday life with, with data and, and streamlining your life to experiencing even entertainment things. The next level. So, I'll give you a small example. If you can try to imagine that uh, I have a page, if you go to the backslider tab on my website, mm-hmm. and uh, which, if you go to the third row, second column, you'll see a mock page from my comment with uh, the main character standing in front of a diner or a gas station and then a diner, and he's like looking across the street and he sees this old man with white hair. This um, yes. is augmented. So if you download the app and you aim the app at this page, those panels will come to life with music and animation. Oh, wow. <laughs> you kind of just have to see it to, to, to understand it. But uh, I, I did a, a big comic book convention out here back in early November, and we, we demoed this a lot. And uh, people people were pretty responsive to it, so I'm hoping to do more like this. But this was just a real basic prototype um, that we were showing them. And it had a lot of technical issues, but um, you can very easily see the potential of something like this.
4: Sure, that's gonna change the industry.
3: Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully change the world. uh, AR in general, hopefully change the world, but you know,
2: kind of one step, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but you know, then the the, the the machines get out of control, and then the next thing you know, you're in the <laughs> Matrix, and you're counting on Keanu Reeves to save you, it just seems like, you know, maybe a little too much too soon, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Maybe how <laughs> fast it, it, uh, it escalates, slippery slope. <laughs>
4: And so, it becomes president of Skynet, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, yeah. It's a lucrative position, kind of lonely. <laughs> So, tell us about your comic, back, is it Backslider or Backslider? Backslider, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I guess the elevator pitch is,
3: it's a pre- and post-apocalyptic story. It's really about the events leading up to said apocalypse, about a man named Tom who kind of, had a rough life and, and just decides one day he's going to steal a semi-truck and big bag of money and a revolver and take off into the desert. And uh, this scene on the comic page here is where he finds himself. It's a small desert town where he, he actually meets the antagonist of the book for the first time in that little diner there. If you uh, look at some of the other loose panels or imagery, you can see them sitting in the diner across from one another. And um, shit's
2: about to get real, I guess, so... <laughs> in the next, the next couple pages so
4: you just, you just described my life
2: <laughs> and just so our audience knows if you go to artsyandrew.com a-r-t-s-y-a-n-d-r-e-w.com uh you can you can actually see the panels he's talking about as we're as we're talking so
3: yeah this is this is all available um i'm actually in the process of artsy Andrew's totally fine because it'll always be part of my, uh, my online presence. I'm actually in the process of rebranding to Weapon of Mass Creation, so at some point, that URL may not work as well, so uh, weapon-of-mass-creation.com is, is the URL that it's going to be.
2: Cool. But, um, so, what, uh, what medium are you planning on releasing Backslider on? Backside will be
3: a traditionally printed comic book, just like you
2: know, you go into a comic book store and you buy it. Um, there'll
3: also be digital avenues for it as well. I mean, I don't really think you can exist in this modern era without having a digital component to everything you do, basically. Um, but the uh, the AR, the, the AR that I was describing earlier is not meant to replace; it's meant to enhance. So you you can still be reading your book, and then you get something a little extra if you aim your device at it. So it's still a traditional book like you would buy superman or anything else
1: okay and 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 that's not true because this this show is not digital it's all real to real (laughs) Uh,
5: so
2: so in that context uh the your this particular use of augmented reality would be uh using your phone or tablet's camera to access uh other information is that, is that correct? Okay. Yeah,
3: and it's uh, to, and actually, to, in order to experience the AR, you have to download the Daiquiri app because it's running as a prototype within that app for now. Um, okay. So it's D-A-Q-R-I. It's in the App Store, both Android and Apple. If you actually wanted to try it, you can see what I'm talking about. Oh, very
2: cool. You can also drink a Daiquiri while using you Daiquiri to yes. backslide slider
1: I recommend that. <laughs> you recommend anything that causes alcohol
4: further <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome man
2: um so what uh, what kind of uh, influences uh, do you have uh, whether traditional or or otherwise um you mean artists specifically or well I, let me rephrase that like I, I always get kind of like annoyed because when people ask me about my influences because it's it's like it's one thing to say this person inspired me but yeah. th- that doesn't mean my style is at all reflective of this person's style. Right, right. No, I totally it's, get that. And it's The reason I ask you that question is, like,
3: it's because I have so many influences stretching across so many different uh, uh, mediums for storytelling. So, I mean, like, if you want to ask specific comic book artists, I could rattle off a bunch. Well,
2: um, oh, not, not necessarily yeah. just comic book artists. I mean, I know most, most <laughs> artists that I know – uh, and I know a lot of comic book local comic book artists. Most of them have influences that that span all, a variety of mediums or media. Yeah, yeah. Media, excuse me.
3: Media, medium, whatever.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, One of those is a plural. I think we all get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I'll start with the, the comic artist because that's like very much what is you know the reason I became an artist. Um, I guess so. I'll start with my oldest brother. Like I said. I uh, was brother Scott. He got me uh, He got me into this very young and, and sort of hooked me on all of this. And then um, I just, like I said, never really stopped. So uh, I, as I became more educated, some of my contemporaries, contemporary favorites are uh, Jim Lee and Tom McFarlane. I mean, pretty much the whole uh, image in Wildstorm grew. Um,
5: you
3: know, uh, I'm a big fan of Greg Capullo. Uh, Let's see who else. There's so many. Um, yeah, me too. Mark Silvestri, these guys are just my heroes. Um, And of course, Stan Lee, who I had the privilege of meeting at one point in the last couple months, and it was really surreal. All right. At a convention? uh, Actually, I did work for him, and I met him in his office. (laughs) Oh, really? There's a picture on my Facebook with me and
2: my goofy long hair, grinning from ear to ear like I'm five years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people have that picture, but most people pay for them. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're doing pretty well, Frank. <laughs> it, uh,
3: it was, it was. He is exactly how you would expect. I gotta say, he is, he is that character. He is that amazing, um, full of life guy. And he's, you know, because he's getting up there in age, so you don't expect it, and he's just, it's just, you know, ready to go at all I times. I think,
4: so. I think he's this amazing guy because he. Um, he really, uh, him and his partners really opened the door for for. Oh for yeah, all.
3: and that's that's really when I say you know the influence. It's like you know, every day or every summer we're hit with seven of these crazy comic book blockbusters, and it's it's something that ever since I was a kid I wanted to see. And anybody who's a fan of comics knows the potential in the storytelling, and it's like it was just lost on most people for so long, and now now everybody knows, you know, yeah, because of him, basically.
4: So you've done some you've done some some gaming some work on games.
3: Um, I've done some freelance. Uh, that is my training, but I haven't actually gotten a whole lot of that. <laughs> Funny enough, um, because it's it's kind of it kind of moves between film and games. And uh, so I've done I've done a bunch of test work and and, and and stuff like that. But nothing that's really gotten gotten a lot of traction. Mostly because a lot of the work that that you see for a video game is mm-hmm. usually in-house artists that are hired, okay. and I haven't had the opportunity to work in-house at a video game uh, studio. I, I could so.
4: see how this, the art that you're doing now with this, uh, with like using daiquiri and stuff, could really be incorporated into really bringing a, a turning a comic book into an interactive thing. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I mean that's well, that's kind of the hope. Exactly what you what you just said is really the uh, one of the. Um, one
4: of the things I'm striving for after it. That's great, cause I'm 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 a gamer. Wayne's a gamer. Yes. So you know, Adam you like has to be checkers. A gamer too? Yeah, Adam yeah, plays we... checkers. So
3: I mean, <laughs> but
4: um, yeah, the, the, the world of gaming has changed just within the past shoot five years so dramatically. I could see just the way the art just and, and illustration has has evolved in it, and, and then the I could just see it too. all mashing together. it, it would be awesome
3: yeah i mean that's like i said that's the aim and and uh i i kind of view ar as the bridge between analog and digital it's it's the bridge between the old and the new really and because uh, they 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 do exist very much separate from from one another right and ar i think helps with that so
2: well andrew let me let me ask you a question um uh... You know, speaking of, of comics and augmented reality, Marvel has their version of it, and I I very much hate their version because <laughs> there's always a little uh, like box, you know, some 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 little signifier to let you know like uh, run the app over this and it'll it'll give you the augmented reality stuff, and right. it, it just interrupts the flow of the comic. Uh, are steps being taken like now and i realize again that augmented reality isn't just applying to comics it's applying to other things but like yeah. let's say backslider uh, yeah you, you know obviously you're going to want to do it in that are, are are is are steps being taken in the medium so that you don't have to have this little invasive like piece of like a what is it uh like a qr uh, uh, i got you yeah well the way it works with with the tech that we've developed
3: developed a factory is there is no specific <laughs> kind of it's not a qr code the image itself functions as a trigger for that for that data so okay. basically the only stipulations within that image to get it to work is that it has to be contrasted it has to be well contrasted and and have have i guess for lack of a better way of putting it some good some good corner points and that's, those are just moments in the image that, that the technology looks for to map, a, to make a target
2: out of it. So okay. there is nothing on my page that is specific to the AR. It just works. Awesome. Because oh, wow. that really, I mean, it, it just bothers me to the point where often when I would see it in, in a comic. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah, this is nice, and it's nice that you can show me the sketch work that led to this image or, like, the original script, but if if it overall hurts the the book, yeah, then absolutely. why do it? I think uh,
3: I think what you just described there is... Um, okay, so the battle we, we are constantly fighting is... Is this gimmicky, or is it practical? Is it work? Is it people going to want to do this? And... I think what you just described there, airs more on the side of gimmicky, mm-hmm. whereas if you look at my page, it becomes immersive. I think right. that it really takes you into the image, in the imagery. It's almost like you're looking at a movie in a sense, because you have audio now, you have an audio experience. If you have your headphones on and you're and you're, and you're doing this, you're going to have music, potentially voice acting if you wanted, uh, and there's animation to this stuff, and it just kind of brings you into that world. So that's so fascinating the idea is that it elevates your experience not give you some alternative viewing moment or well i mean i guess an alternative viewing moment something akin to that that i think would be good is like a secret panel that would give you more to the story but not like the sketch work or you know that's all cool and i think that we all like seeing that especially as artists but when you're trying to when you're trying to experience a story as it should be experienced by you know the writer or, or whoever is telling it um I think that stuff can take you out of it. And I think that that serves as a gimmick rather than well,
2: evolution. I don't know that it's like, like I said, my problem with it is that it like the is the again like it's not a QR code exactly from Marvel. It's something else, but but it's yeah. something akin to that. And yeah. my problem is just that it takes you out of it. But the actual, yeah. even though to to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm not necessarily interested in the, the thumbnails, you know. Um, I do look at that sort of stuff as like a DVD extra, and it's, yeah, it is yeah. kind of nice. Um, I, I think what you're, you're talking about, like I think people are interested in it. Uh, like when I watch uh, offhand, I have Tangled on, on my uh, Google Nexus. And yeah. I you know, at some point you can like accidentally like like you can click on a face and it'll tell you who the actor voice actor is, what they've been in. Yeah. Uh, if there's a song singing, you can find out who, you know, who sang like who created it, you know, who's singing it, all that. And I think that portion I mean, granted that's 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 like an augmented reality for for D V D or not D V D but movies. Yeah, um, but I do think people are interested in having that, you know, um, that ability to, to do it. But it should never get in the way of your story.
3: Correct. I, I wholeheartedly believe that, and uh, we have some aspirations to do some of the, that stuff that you were just saying, like, uh, for example, secret panels, or you know, you gamify it, you find hidden objects that may add to the story, or something like that. But you know, one of my main goals is just to elevate the story itself to really bring you in and kind of knock down some of those barriers that comics maybe innately have and this kind of this kind of allows me to segue back into more of the influences that i I was talking about because i you may notice by looking at a lot of my stuff that looks very cinematic and that's because i love cinema i love movies i love the aesthetic of a movie of a well shot movie and uh... I try to mimic that as much as possible in, in panel to panel in the comic and, and everything I do. So I, I, I'm trying to find a way to marry comics and this, this cinematic quality that I, you know, I don't really have a word for, but maybe like a David Fincher movie or something like that. I just love stuff like that. So um.
2: Um, I would very much argue, looking at your your work, that your style is somewhere between a, a cinematic. Style and uh, video, modern video game styling, like it—it it, it yeah. really like I mean some some are a little more uh, like your like back I see a lot of. Like, uh, uh, forgive me if this doesn't make any sense or or you don't like it, but it, it reminds me a little bit of a Tarantino styling. I love it. Film. <laughs> uh, and then, but sure the, your pinups, your ups mostly remind me of a lot of the video game artists that I've seen do like co- covers and stuff like that.
3: I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I do. I do uh, bounce between them, I guess, depending on, you know what the image calls for
4: um, it's amazing it really is yeah I have
3: to agree appreciate that thank you
4: the uh, the detail work you've got I'm looking at a panel right now it's uh, it's called Tom's mirror
3: oh yeah uh, that is Templeton. so cool <laughs> that character's name is, is Templeton Spitz and he's a he's a bad motherfucker so
4: <laughs> i mean he's, he's popping out of the screen right now so i mean it's just
3: <laughs> wow i'm glad to hear it thank you yeah,
4: so if you're listening to this you need to go to this website and really understand this i mean it's uh you're you're looking at a piece of uh technology in in the future right now
2: rum <laughs> i think i think before andrew came on you you were asking about like if uh if the characters were based off of people or something. actual or, pictures or just- yeah he was asking
1: <laughs> if there were actual
2: pictures
4: well, they—I mean—they look so real. It's just creepy.
3: <laughs> the design, uh, the design of them are just—I mean—if you—if you go to Backslider page, you can see some of my little blue pencil sketches. Yeah. Of some of these guys, and we were figuring them out. Uh, I do—I absolutely draw from life in terms of what these people should look like. And and Spitz is probably the one who's had the most evolution over the last couple of years. I've been developing the book, okay. um, but he's kind of a. a Kind of like a snake oil salesman, you know, from the from the twenties kind nice. of aesthetic, you know. So it's like a, a Tom Waits meets, Rome. meets uh, Iggy Pop meets uh, meets the guy
4: from Phantasm. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, you know, I love horror movies, and that's definitely kicking around in my head somewhere. You know, I grew up with that stuff too. So I don't know. It's for him. For him, he's just he's taken on this life that I just kind of go with it. my instinct when I paint him now. So yeah, <laughs> he's a He's a living, breathing entity to me. So
4: so uh, a lot of people, a lot of artists, I know, uh, try to draw a little bit of themselves somewhere in one of these characters. Who are you?
3: Uh, well, <laughs> it's funny you say that because everybody says I look just like Tom, which is the main character. <laughs> okay. And that's totally not intentional. It's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. If people say that the artist puts themselves in the work, and... What I, what I don't think people realize is that's not usually intentional. At least for me, it wasn't. Um, what it is is when you're learning to draw, or at least this was my experience, and I believe it to be many, many artists' experience. When you're learning <laughs> to draw and you're learning to draw face, there is no face that you know better than your own because you look at it every day in the mirror. So that carries into the work. When you're drawing, like, default male face in my case, right. it ends up looking very much like Tom here. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I do look at reference to, you know, to, that's how I get a lot of the, the, the believability in the work, you know. Uh, I, like I said, I study cinema a lot, and, and um, I certainly use it a, a, a lot for reference and lighting and things like that. Um, but I guess if I had to say Tom, the likeness is mine, closely anyway, because I even used to have long hair like the guy. So I only recently cut it.
2: <laughs> so oh, wow. well,
3: Did you perfectly. lose your strength?
2: Personally, my my early influences to become, you know, what what got me started as an artist was studying Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and, and Michelangelo, and that really...
1: The Ninja Turtles, <laughs> not the artists.
2: <laughs> that, that actually is uh, what I first started drawing when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja Turtles, man. I was all about that. It's a lot easier than people.
1: <laughs> uh, you draw
4: yeah. A for a face, and there you go. It's true. <laughs> uh,
1: I've only recently started picking up the the ink pen again and diddling around with shit. I I haven't really fucking drawn in years.
2: Yeah. Mostly the drawing, not the fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yes. All right,
4: I got I got two questions off this website, and I, I want your honest opinion. I, I want your honest answer, should I say? Yeah. Um, just two two pictures you've you've done that I have a question about. You know, you have a, a picture of a, under portraits. Of a woman named Yale.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, really, really. Is wrong? that Blossom?
4: <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. My um, name Maya Bialik. I think. No, that's Maya a, Maya. actually that's a real person. I know her. Okay. Uh, we're just friends. In case anybody's wondering. Um, she just posted this image on her Facebook. Pretty much looked exactly like that. I was like, oh, "That's a, kind of a badass image." And I was in the that's mood cool, cool. to to paint a portrait, but I was also in the mood to get like really colorful. You know, yeah. like her skirt doesn't even make sense. Like, it has blue and pink and all kinds of stuff in it. And sure. uh, that's just me fudging around with colors. So I painted uh, her.
2: <laughs> it it so. in fact does not look anything like Mayim Bialik. <laughs> 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 but Rum was convinced that that you were a huge Blossom fan. For some reason, I don't...
4: All right, second question, and this is is under old stuff.
2: Okay.
4: (sighs) Picture of an archer. Uh, It's black and white.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a funny story. All right, he's wearing Superman underwear. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this on my website? Anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So, this is my first uh, uh, assignment. I knew this image would come back to haunt me. This is my first assignment.
5: When I was in art
3: school, my first, like, digital painting class by my friend and instructor, Izzy Medrano, who was phenomenal. You should look him up, too. He's fucking incredible. Um, he, the assignment was to paint your childhood. So... <laughs> I painted myself because I love superheroes with long hair and Superman underroos because I would always run around in my Superman underwear when I was a kid with a towel tied around my neck, like Superman. <laughs> and I also loved the movie Robin Hood, the one with Kevin Costner, Prince of Thieves. Sure. Right, right. So there you go. That's why I haven't <laughs> that's I knew- why I'm dressed that's why I have the physique of a superhero. Dressed in underwear, super or super or Superman underoos rather, and uh, wielding a bow
4: and arrow. <laughs> so, so I got one out of two. I'm pretty good.
1: And you did say, yeah, you did say Superman underoos too. That was great. Yeah.
4: So very cool. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I just had to ask.
2: Yeah, that's a totally legitimate question.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Andrew, I have a follow up question. What version of Robin Hood did you see? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very. Uh, I don't. I don't recall Kevin Costner looking quite like that. <laughs> no, it was. You know, it was more the superhero physique that I
3: was. Not his physique that I was aiming for. But was... your your own, yes. No, I got you. <laughs> yeah, totally, because totally. that's Claire, what I look clearly aiming <laughs> for. Egomaniac. Uh, yes. ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, <laughs> if anybody's interested in buying your work, man, what, how do they get in touch with you?
3: Uh, it's funny you say that, because I recently started make efforts to set up online stores. Oh, nice. I haven't yet. Um, Lazy. All this yeah, I know. <laughs> all this stuff is on DeviantArt. Um, I think you can buy it there. That may not be the best way to do it yet. If you really want something, just contact me directly, and I'll send it to you. That's right. I'll, I'll it run too. it off and send it to you. Oh, so, very cool, man. Yeah, anything you want.
1: Anything you anything want, anything. including the picture of him as... Robin Hood in Superman underwear.
3: If you really want that, I guess.
1: Okay. You never know. Some people might want that, dude. Yeah. Uh, I,
2: you know, I guess stranger things have happened. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, I'm going to turn into a mural on my bathroom wall. <laughs> oh.
4: Wow. <laughs> well, cool. What's, uh, I, gotta, I don't know where to follow that with. Um, uh, so what I'm what's, sorry. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm I'm taking my temperature on my bad.
4: <laughs> what is on on the uh, agenda for 2015 for you?
3: Oh Jesus. Um I got to finish my comic book. That's that's high priority. I have a Kickstarter following that has been patiently awaiting the arrival of this thing. So um, you've already done the the Kickstarter? Yeah, it ran successfully back in December of 2012. So, oh, yeah, uh, not, it, was a, it was a modest goal, but we did very well and we're very fortunate. And uh, I can't believe that we have so many strangers who believe in us. Um, us being myself and my writer, who, who, uh, Cody, Cody
2: Dimmick, also known as Cody Reese, uh, who writes the book. He's a screenplay writer as well.
5: Cool. Oh, wow.
2: Um, is it going to be a graphic novel or is it going to be like a first issue? Uh, this is going to be about the size of, of a small
3: you know uh annual that you would walk into a store and pick up you know like a monthly issue of superman so it'll be about 26 pages but that is that is sort of to uh then to move forward with that is to pitch it as um you know kind of an ongoing novel uh probably twice a year i think is the stuff cody and i have been throwing around okay. um but that's that's if it becomes like a full-time gig and stuff like that if people like it enough we can manage to get some some backing behind it uh, you know because it's 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 really really difficult to produce that and work full-time and you know have this rigorous freelance schedule as well
2: so no so, doubt no doubt
3: yeah there just literally isn't enough hours a day or enough energy in my being for the all. that so well, that's and why I believe in he, closing he wants you to do work for him it's not like I can turn that down so
2: right <laughs> Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, we were talking about your your inspiration earlier, and uh, yeah. you know, you mentioned like you were into the the image guys, and clearly there's not, you know, they're they're definitely not your influences or, or as far as your artistic style. But you you also said that you might have some uh, other other media that, that uh, other artists besides comics artists um- that you were you were into. I
3: guess some of the more classical guys. Uh, we'll start with those, I guess. Um, John Singer Sargent. He's a pretty amazing um, classical like master. He's basically what every concept artist wants to grow up to be. Um, so there's that guy. There's William Booker. I mean, there's a lot of really great portrait artists. I've been doing portraits a long time. I mean, it's what I got into art school with. If you go to, let me see here. If you go to galleries and you go to portraits, if you look at. Uh, the bottom row there or where Elliot Smith, the guy with the beanie, and then Elvis, and then the other dead rock stars, those are all charcoal and graphite, and that's what I got in art school with, a lot of that stuff, so, um, I mean, William Bouguereau, uh, I, there's so many,
4: <laughs>
3: um, Rembrandt, uh, trying to think of all the ones that are at the museum near me, that I just, I go to, I try to make it to her a couple times a year, um,
4: well, that's cool, though. I mean, you—you you, a lot of people don't look. A lot of modern artists don't look at old masters as as a thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Well,
3: here, here's the secret: is uh, a lot of the a lot of my contemporaries, a lot of the guys that are my peers, we all look at those guys. It's it's. Uh, the professional artists look at those guys. So, what I try to tell people who have aspirations of being professional artists, look at the guys we're looking at. <laughs> you know, look that at
2: makes some greats. You know? I mean,
4: uh, that's what we were taught when I was in art school. You, yeah. you, have, you have to know uh, the beginnings of it before you can really. Yeah. Absolutely believe that. See the that. future.
3: Yeah.
4: And then some of the techniques they used back then were uh, uh, ahead of their time. I mean, I oh, just...
3: Oh, goodness. I mean, we are spoiled to death as artists today. I mean, forget the fact that we have tablets and digital this and blah, 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 that. We have art stores where you can walk into a store and buy paint. They, yeah, they had to make it. mine the minerals from the earth and then grind it up and <laughs> so like, what the hell? Use <laughs> a stick and with then, a horse you know, tail on it. Cut the hair off the back of a horse and stick it on some wood to make a brush. Like
2: holy shit, man! Yeah. <laughs> Trials back, and tribulations of being an artist. Back, back when, back when artists were real men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Un- unlike, unlike you, you know. Sorry. <laughs> no, I accept that. That's for sure.
4: I mean that that was the 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 term starving artist really came came through at that point when because no one had money for food they were they're out there. Trying to hawk their paintings on the street, and these people were masters at the time.
2: Absolutely, I mean they were dedicated. It was unbelievable. So Andrew, do you have a a goal like like what, when what would it take for you to say to yourself I've made it like as an artist? Or, or oh, Jesus uh, Christ? <laughs> we're gonna
4: ask. We're gonna ask the simple question. We'll,
1: we'll ask Jesus Christ too. You know. <laughs>
2: I spoke to him. He says he wants you to answer the question. <laughs> uh well no I'm just kidding <laughs> i uh i hope I hope that never happens actually
1: really
3: yes why um because I think the biggest detriment to the life of an artist is complacency um i think what what uh, a lot of thing that a lot of people miss about the profession is that it's really not there is no end game like you do this forever you know uh it's it's a uh, it really is about the journey and it really is about the process of getting better and that's what's fascinating to me about it is is that it's so hard and that you know every time i think i have something figured out there's there's another thing i know i need to work on um, and if i ever say to myself well i made it uh that means i'm not learning anymore and that means that the fun is probably going to leave and i i just i really hope that never
5: happens <laughs> so, I'm
4: striving to be better that is a good that's, philosophy. That I mean. is
2: the that's the goal. Yeah. Um, we just want to be rich. We're we're okay with uh, <laughs> having made it as podcasters and being uh, super rich. <laughs> we'll be happy to quit or be hacks. Where you know if people want to give us money. We're totally down with that. So. We're
4: gonna turn into Kiss. We're just gonna stop playing music and just put out T-shirts and bumper stickers. and coffee houses. That's all we're doing. There you go. I mean,
3: the rich is nice. The money's nice, but I think anybody who seriously gets into this, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't do it for the money. No. Uh uh-uh. oh. You can't because it just, frankly, the juice, is, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> if that's all you want. There's plenty that's, of ways to get rich don't be a
4: banker out. That's that's my new that's my new thing on Facebook right there
1: <laughs> The juice What's is the not worth that? the squeeze It's not worth the squeeze
2: uh, Somebody Somebody watched uh, the girl next door. Yeah, well, it is yeah. The girl next door, isn't it? That's the thing is,
3: I, I, I'm a mo- I'm a movie guy, like I said, and I speak movie, and sometimes I quote them, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's just in my head at all times. Yeah, I'm no, just I- all the time with people. They're like, that's from a movie. Like yeah, I think it is. Yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah, no, I I, I love that movie. That's uh, it. That's a good movie. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Getting back to it. Uh, it's it's just far too fucking difficult. Like the struggle to be good at it, because that's the reality. It, with any art form, I think, is that you have to be comfortable. Basically, you have to be comfortable with sucking at it for a long time, and eventually. And I believe this of anybody, because this this will get into my whole philosophy about how I don't think talent is like a real thing. But. Um, uh, uh, basically eventually you start to make work if you've really studied if you've been honest and you really studied and you put the time in you start to make work that is marketable that people will pay you for it and uh and that's that's how you get there and it really it's all mileage that's it's, it's all well, it how
4: uh, if, if you don't mind me asking I'm, I'm just how how much time does it on average i know each one would be different but uh-huh. say uh, say a panel out of your comic book Maybe okay what, What's the time frame does it take to do just one panel?
3: Uh, Well, I can tell you that I can produce one of these pages, this fully painted aesthetic, Mm -hmm. in about two days. Hmm. Oh, wow. The whole page. So take that one I I showed you, for example. That's about two days. You know, there are the benefits of Photoshop. Like, there's certain things that I can duplicate that certainly make the process faster. Or take uh, take the one with, like, the cockpit. I think it's the page prior. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's two pages back. The one where Sam, or excuse me, uh, Tom, is in the uh, is in the, the, the cockpit, the cockpit of the truck um, okay. with the 7-Eleven cup. That was like a really intense panel, so that took a long time. But I really wanted to nail that because it's like you're setting up this idea of him, I, I don't know, kind of cruising in the desert, and this is his new life, and I don't know, look at my sweet truck, and I, you know, my bag of money, and all of that stuff. So it's it was really important in the script to really make that panel sing. So. That's a really polished panel. Um, That panel probably took five, five, six hours, maybe, just to nail everything, get it just right.
4: No, but you can see
3: like the rest of the panel was uh, the rest of the page is you know a lot less going on. So that's a simple landscape above it, and then below it is just a a side, profile shot of him out, you know, from outside the truck. The beef cat. Yeah, the Beef Cat. That name is really funny, uh, where that comes from. It's a little piece of uh, of an inside joke between my, my writer and I. Oh, funny. Yeah, I was once known as the Beef Cat for
2: a very brief period of my life, thankfully, but yes. <laughs> and that's the name of the subject
1: I was going to say that. Not not for long, much longer, you will be known for that forever.
3: Oh, well. What are you going to
4: do? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, I, the reason I asked is to give people... Uh, an idea of—I mean, it, when you're when you're looking at a book like this, yes, we're just stills. If you go page to page, you know, it, it, a lot of people will go through it fast. Some will go through it a couple times. Some will go through it really slow. But sure. to give people an idea, of the amount of time mm-hmm. it takes to do something like this, a lot of people would not be able to appreciate it unless someone told them what it took.
3: Oh, I mean, shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> typical comic books. Take take some of the best guys in the industry, like Jim Lee. I mean, if you've ever listened to any of his talks about this. I mean, he's just the penciler. I don't mean to say he's just the penciler, but what I mean to say is that it's just the graphite. He, I mean, he's the one who draws the whole comic, so he's probably got the most responsibility besides sure. maybe the writer. So he is doing much of the work, but point of me saying he's just the penciler is that then there's an inker, then there's a colorist, then there's a guy who puts the letters in it, you know, the, 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 the bubbles in the story. So you have anywhere between four and maybe five guys doing your traditional book of, you know, say Superman that comes out every month. And, uh, and and it's, you know, I've heard, I've heard Jim say, you know, these are 15 hour days we're talking about here. This is early in his career and he's probably a lot faster now and much better. Obviously he's,
2: he's Uh, no, actually he's, he's much, much slower than than he used to be. Oh, that might be true too. Yeah. I mean, that's gotten a little older. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, he's, he's he's gotta be in his forties now. And and the truth is, Oh, did he? Okay. Well, there... 50
3: pretty much on
2: Comic-Con day. I was there when he, When he, now I'm 50, just turned it. <laughs> well, I really, I yeah, I want to say that I hope that I look like that when I'm 50, but truthfully, I wouldn't mind looking like that now. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, he's in great shape. Actually, it's a funny story because uh, I've never met him. He's my favorite comic book artist,
3: and I've never met him, and I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a few, few of my heroes, but... For some reason, I freak the fuck out when I see him. I learned this at Comic-Con. Uh, I saw him walking out of a hotel, and it was a complete uh, accident. I turned and saw him, made eye contact, and the only thing I could muster to say was, "shit." <laughs> and, then, and then, like, he saw the crazy well up in my eyes, I think, and
2: then just eyes forward and rushed rushed away. And I felt like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next time you meet him, you can tell him that story and he'll probably remember you and laugh.
1: And, and laugh. One thing
5: I'm
2: too weird is like, dude, I swear I'm not weird.
1: You're
3: just the man. I don't know what to say. <laughs>
1: so, he, knows, he knows he's the man. So it's Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. He's pretty much the closest thing there is to a rock star in comic books. So yeah, that's true. He, that's very true. I'm sure he gets a little bit of that here and there. Probably. Probably.
4: <laughs> wow. All <laughs> right, side, side note, i to ask you one another question real quick, if you don't mind. Yep. Um, completely off the subject of... of
1: uh, no, we won't touch of, you like that, Ron. No. We don't even know the guy. <laughs> so don't ask him this question.
4: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to ask um, music-wise. Music, okay. All right, you you, you like music. Music's influence in art a lot of times, at least it is for me, and, you know... What do you listen to? What how, is your? How do you know he thing? likes
1: music? You could assume that he doesn't like music at all.
4: He he likes classical masters. He's gonna like music.
1: That's not. I a,
3: definitely like music. I uh, see. I uh I've been playing guitar since I was seventeen, although Sweet. not so much in the last few years. But um, uh, I mean, different times of my life. I mean, at one point, Metallica was the be all, the end all for me. Um, I think
1: everybody had that time of life.
3: There's still very much a big influence. Uh, but I mean, my I love classic rock. I love. I love I love a lot of a lot of different things a lot of even like classical music I listen to movie scores all the time and that's really kind of like a mode of work for me.
5: Okay, to,
3: depending on what I'm doing, is to kind of listen to something that may support that in sure, an audio way. it builds uh, it
4: builds a uh, <coughs> a mental picture for you.
3: Sure, yeah, exactly. It gets me it gets my sensibilities primed for <laughs> you know certain attitude or, or mood. So um,
1: if you have to draw a fight scene, what do you listen to? Shit,
3: I don't know. Uh, probably some, some, I don't know, Transformer <laughs> shit or something. I don't know you
1: think of that. Just wondering, I'm just, you know, hey, you know, I'll be listening to the Deicide or something. You're know, like, ooh, people killing each other.
3: If we're talking just specifically scores, like, there's a, uh, I don't even know. There's some really great stuff, I think, from, you know, any of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. Um, nice. uh, God, there's so many. If you're story. jumping
4: into your car tomorrow, what are you putting on? Yeah. What's, your, what's on the radio?
3: Uh, I do have a playlist I've been listening to lately. Um, I could just go on a list of <laughs> things. <Good>. That... <laughs> go, for it. Okay. go for it. All right. Let's see. So, like, I don't know if you've ever used Google Play, but they have a thumbs-up playlist and basically allows me just to curate what I want to be listening to in that moment. Huh. So there's a lot of Led Zeppelin lately. So, of like <laughs> Cashmere, a lot of uh, uh, Baby, I'm Gonna Leave You, um, Immigrant Song, uh Let's see. Midnight Rider by the Almond Brothers. You Down know, Bodies Like Sheep to the Rhythm of the War Drum by a Perfect Circle. Um, God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Uh, let's see you Spirit know, of the Sky by Norman Norman Greenbaum. Greenbaum, excuse
4: me. Yeah, Norman Gre- you're 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 telling me these songs, and I'm looking at your comic book and I'm going, <laughs> These are songs that are gonna be playing out of that truck.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. In fact, Unofficially, the song that has inspired that book the most is Danzig's 13 Nice.
1: <laughs> um,
3: wow. It's it's. Don't give him uh, any credit. Well, you know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I hear he can be a bit of a tough, a tough nut to crack. So you mean you mean a dick? I guess. <laughs> you mean a dick, right? Probably will never beat the score or anything, but you know, I, I would very much like it to be one day. So, um, but cool. there was a. a, a a panel that I don't think is on the web. That I actually put the word uh, bubbles from the script into the panels, and um, on that page it has like musical notes followed by the lyrics from that song <laughs> in That's the cool. panel. But
5: yeah.
4: Oh, awesome! No, um, just, it was really kind of funny. You're naming those songs, and I'm looking. And I'm going, "This is stuff I'd be playing on a, a big rig right now. I'd be playing cool. some Zeppelins, some Cash." <laughs> and you
3: it's kind of funny that they. It all kind of lives in the same place in the brain, isn't it? It is. It all really kind of work now. So, cool. uh, <laughs> you yeah, oh, and uh, far from any road by the Handsome Family, which is the the uh, the track that plays during the True Detective opening.
1: Oh, uh, uh, actually, I've never, sequence. I've actually never watched that show, and everyone tells me I need to watch it because it's so good.
2: I don't want to watch it. I just want to watch the scene with the chick from uh, Percy Jackson. <sighs> Perv. That show is unbelievable. Really? That show, yeah.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think I watched
4: an episode of it.
1: That's what everyone's telling me. It's like, dude, you have to watch it. Go see it. It's just really, really good.
3: (laughs) It's one of the few shows like that. I mean, maybe it's a little easier because it's only eight hours long. It's basically an eight-hour-long movie, but it's one of the few shows that I've watched more than one. Like, I've seen that entire series four times, that entire season, I should say.
4: See, I'm not the only one, Wayne.
1: No, but you see, eight hours and 46 hours is a complete different thing.
3: Yeah, well, because every season is a different story, and it's going to be a different story and a different cast and everything. Kind of like American Horror Story, from what I understand. So uh, (coughs) this basically, season one, it starts and ends the story.
1: Oh, okay.
5: Yeah.
1: That's cool. But, you know, Rome sat down in a room and locked himself away for like two days to watch The Vampire Diaries.
3: Well, it's it's easy to get through. I mean, I you know people complain that it's a little slow, and I think personally, only the maybe the first episode, I would con, you know concede and say, yeah, that can be a little slow, but it's it's a slow burn. I mean, the show, when it finally goes, it goes, and uh, it's amazing. And it, it, it's amazing how well it all kind of ties together, and every everything that they they kind of questions that come up. And right. I think McConaughey said when he got the script, it was a four hundred and something page script. It was all figured out before they shot.
1: See their first scene. So. Jesus, yeah, okay. Um, it, like
3: most traditional shows, where there may be three episodes ahead, right? You know,
1: of what air. You know, I, have you ever seen the the, the TV show uh, The Killing? I haven't. Okay, I was just it. I was just wondering if it was something along those lines because it's it sounds similar to what they're dealing with on that show. If you get a chance, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really good.
3: Right on. No, it's on Netflix. That's easy. Yeah. Um,
1: excuse. <laughs> well, um I guess we should kind of. Let this young man uh, plug his stuff. Like, give him, give him your uh, website address and all that stuff, so people can go and hunt you down and stalk and then we'll you. We'll link it all to the website. And- all
3: right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, the the URL is going to change, so it's probably easier just to go with this one because I'm kind of trying to rebrand myself okay. as a, as a, an artist. Um, separate from any, you know, work that I might be doing as a day job, but just in general, you know, so, right, right, uh, the website is, is weapon dash of dash mass as in mass creation. So mass dash creation.com. So,
5: oh, right, and then, right.
3: uh, and then I do have a bit of a Facebook following cause you can't, can't exist in this world without one. Apparently. Correct. Correct. Um, so facebook.com slash weapon of mass creation
1: there you go um oh, awesome yeah dude well <coughs> thanks for coming on the show and all that stuff um, i hate to cut you off right now but we actually have to go and host a comedy show tonight oh
5: excellent <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: thanks again andrew for coming on the show man it was awesome having you uh, hopefully this show will boost your uh, art sales yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: I appreciate it. it just people knowing about it is helpful you know well, yeah.
4: everybody should check it out because it's uh yeah, it's, it's amazing work and uh like i said before you're you're kind of getting a glimpse into the future here so uh,
2: yes thank you i appreciate
1: that well, uh, a lot. well i was your host wayne
2: <laughs> i'm andrew wait no wait no um, uh, wait get back to me get back to all me right, all, right, uh, right.
1: all right i'm the rum guy <laughs> and and our guest today was andrew hunt that's me <laughs> yep and and who are you adam
2: Apparently, I'm Adam. All right. <laughs> it's uh, thanks, thanks for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
1: I had to get that out.
2: Getting getting it. I'm getting older. You
4: so uh, uh, y'all don't forget to uh, check out the new events coming up from the Mhog podcast. Uh, all the live events, uh, comedy shows, musical showcases, and stuff we've got coming up for the coming year, 2015. Yeah. So
2: January 17th at the Twist of Lime, Resurrection Man. Yes. Uh, dry and socket and ghetto boom ghetto ghetto demon
5: yes
1: and I, I will be and i will be turning 40 that night so be there
2: but he turned 50 in his heart years ago and still too thanks andrew <laughs> thanks lot,
5: we
4: appreciate you coming
1: on yeah man Thank you. so and remember Thank you. boys and girls to, to keep it metal keep it metal, metal, metal,
5: metal.
0: I hope y'all all all enjoyed it as much as I did. That Andrew Hunt, he's a really good dude. I like him. He surely got some good artwork, so you guys need to go out and buy some of that stuff. Because, you know, starving artists and all, we know about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, here comes that music again. Give me a second. Oh, shit. again i'd like to thank all y'all for joining us and you know also a big thanks out there to mr andrew hunt who was a really good dude and got amazing artwork like i said before all uh, right well just look stay tuned because you know our next coming show is with one of our favorite people mr paul Inglehart. that boy sure to fuck does scream metal let me tell you that is one cool dude so anyway till next time talk to you later
5: bye